welcome to the drawing room experts this is zabe and it has been an absolute um age since i last recorded um my podcast um biggest reason was i was i was not um here in the us i was in pakistan for a couple of months so i wanted to do some some podcasts over there as well and i recorded something but um i never got to release it and and i thought since i'm back i'll just just continue with the same settings that i have right now or usually for the podcast so apologies for a massive massive delay you know happy new year it's been like it's february now so um larry david's going to hate me um for saying happy new year post 7 days i think that's the that's the the cut off point um or is it 3 days but anyway but it was one of those two um lots of lots has been happening you know uh, it's not that i didn't have things to talk about but just didn't get the time or um something came up or the other but um i'm back and i'll try to get these out uh, as um as um, you know quickly as possible as uh, consistently as possible so there's um fewer gaps to look forward to and this is this is this is something that i want to commit to especially for this year um it's it's been um uh psl 2022 season recently um that i've been obviously following um very closely um and really enjoying the whole uh tournament and everything that goes with it you know videos and you know banter and you know everything um one thing that has caught the eye and it's not just for this psl but it's been a couple of years now it's been catching the eye and i've wanted to wanted to say something about it is um the i would say unnecessary attention that or focus that surrounds ex pakistani cricket um captain safraz ahmed um i call it unnecessary because he's no longer the captain he's no longer in the side uh, for whatever reasons um but mujhe kabhi kabhi lagta hai ki like the focus is is too much on him and um it makes no sense as well i mean sabse pehle main is baat karna chahunga ki what what do i actually think of uh the ex captain himself safi i feel um i saw his ex coming from a long way i knew he was going to get replaced um not because of any stupid reasons around like you know tasub or you know because he's from karachi or whatever that's you know bullshit in this particular instance in my opinion um but because i thought he just he 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 looked stuck as like a pass pass together as a batsman he looked stuck on the crease as a captain he looked that he's tried everything and it's not working and he 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 just looked too anxious i was even at off the opinion that at the time was like he should take some time off he should say hey i've served pakistan cricket for a couple of years three years at that time now and uh, it's been really tough you know he's faced a few tough opponents and tough series tough losses the world cup was not easy um especially that loss against india um he should have taken some time off you know 
are cricketers sometimes and i don't blame them completely as well uh sportsmen sometimes you know they don't want to take time off because they feel like they will be replaced and that's that's true right especially if you're in a very competitive environment like cricket you know in pakistan it's very competitive you're going to get replaced if you're not there anymore but at the same time i think you should realize ke what your your assets are what you if you are that good you you'll you know eventually definitely make a comeback um sometimes it has to do with financial security and that again varies from person to person safi i felt was at, at that stage i felt like he he merited a break he could have taken like uh, the sri lankan series for example first season to miss banwakar he should have taken that off i said like you know what i'm i'm just going to you know it's at home playing apparently against sri lanka c let's let's have someone else lead the lineup let me just take a little bit of a break uh for my mental sanity and i think misbah and wakar would have uh, especially misbah being the chief selector would have appreciated that would have given them more options to see okay what do we have in the on the bench and he didn't do that he he wanted to walk it off he wanted to walk his bad form and bad captaincy off by just playing more and that didn't work and eventually you know he lost the series against sri lanka at home against a very uh, junior sri lankan side um the t20 series that is um and he was uh, replaced as a t20 captain uh you know uh, by babar and then eventually you know odi and tests so at that point i felt like he should have taken a break i did real i did understand why he was being replaced um because it was just it wasn't just working out i mean he has a magnificent cv he's won the under 19 world cup he has uh won pakistan the champions trophy he has been probably pakistan's you know definitely pakistan's most successful t20 captains um won 11 series or 13 series on the trot um and was instrumental in introducing young talents like shadab khan um hasan ali um shaheen jafridi even you know just captaining them nurturing them at the very start of their careers nasim shah maybe not nasim shah but i think um a lot of the youngsters that that played under him are now superstars you know, shaheen jafridi you know fakhr zaman um wasn't youngsters by age but he was a young in the team um babar azam um you know um shahin shafidi um i think i've named him but but these guys have made it big now they're like they're huge huge brands um they all started under safi so mujhe mujhe aisa laga ki um uh his ex was merited because of his form personally i think it wasn't good enough in that side and and i've always been of the point of view okay, in pakistan if you're not performing as a captain doesn't matter who you are you're always going to get it's going to be very difficult for you to stay in the side because um especially when other people are performing right so you really stand out i mean the reason why misbah got to stay there for 10 odd years 
is because he was performing in every format, like be it ODI, he was the only guy standing on the crease. Be it T20, he had the highest average and uh, strike rate for any of our batsmen. And this could be debated, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be too far off. Um, and he's your most successful ever test captain. So um, you can you can argue till the cows come home about his the, the, the team's performances under him, but his personal performances were top-notch and it was very difficult to replace him as captain because whoever's going to come in is not going to come in his place. It's going to be someone from that lot. And that lot was rubbish, to be honest. Um, Sarfaraz gave the selectors and everybody else the option that someone, if someone were to replace him, it's it's going to be, he's going to be replaced as a player as well, because not just a captain, I think he wasn't performing as a player as well. So, um, and he tried a lot and I, and I commend him for that. He tried batting at four, tried five, six, you know, even not even batting. I remember one of those games, he, he was in the dugout and probably come like, I didn't. I don't remember if he came out, but if he had come out, he'd be coming out at eight or nine, um, way down the batting order. So he tried everything, and it just didn't work. That's why I felt like he needed a break. He needed to really refresh his ideas and see what's wrong. Maybe play some domestic cricket. You know, get his touch back, his confidence back. But that didn't happen for whatever reason. The reasons that I've just explained. I think that those could be one of them. But um, on comes Babar Azam and he goes to the back um, and he's replaced by Rizwan, Mohammed Rizwan, who, I mean, it's just a freak of nature, isn't it, right? You you get replaced by a player and you feel like, okay, I'm still around. I'm, I'm in the squad. Rizwan is new. He's going to make some mistakes. He's going to make some people anxious. And, uh, you know, as soon as you know, you're, you're back in the contention for the first team spot again because, you know, the new guy hasn't settled in well. That happens nine times out of ten. But in Safaraz's case, he came across the one guy who hasn't had a bad day for two years. And that's I'm not exaggerating. He hasn't had a bad day for two years. That's insanity of, uh, you know, cricketing abilities. I mean, his... Form ever since he set, you know, you know, stepped in that first team, into that first team, it's been remarkable, and I couldn't be happier as well because I've always admired the player. I thought I thought he was a fantastic fielder before, you know, even he was a player or or anything like that. I didn't know he was a amazing keeper, but I could understand because he was a fantastic outfielder. I've seen him a few, you know take a few blinders, I think, against Sri Lanka, in Sri Lanka. I think he was like a substitute or maybe he was playing, I don't remember. But he took some like outstanding catches on the boundary. And he's done, he's repeated the same in the national circuit as well. So uh, all round, hard worker, team man, you know, he's been hanging with the team like Safaraz is now for about, you know, a good, good couple of years, I think. And he's been patient with his with his uh, with his opportunity, and he comes in and he completely you know blows the competition out of the water, and you know that doesn't happen um, anywhere. It doesn't happen too often in any cricket in any uh, international team uh, cricket. It doesn't happen in Australia. It doesn't happen in India. Whatever you bring on the te- uh, 
top teams, you're not going to see uh, someone come in and be this good so fast and get the old guy out. I mean, even India, when they replaced uh, Mahindra Singh Dhoni, they were all over the place. They couldn't really find the perfect person. I mean, Rishabh Pant, people say he's, he's a good replacement, but there are still question marks, marks over his, his wicket-keeping, you know? So um, I think Australia kind of struggled when they had, uh, when they let, um, when they, when they had uh, Adam Gilchrist retired. Um, England, you know, nothing really stands out, stands out there. But yeah, you don't really see someone as good come off the bench and be like completely the best, right? And he has been the best for two years, hands down in all formats. So um, this is a little bit of a background of what's been happening with Sefi. And then he's still the captain of his PSL side. What now comes to the part which I have issues with. Everything that has happened, I understand with uh, his frustrations. My issue with, uh, with the whole, whole media buffoonery that surrounds uh, Sefi is the fact that everyone is having a go at him now. Uh, every single, um, you know, um, movement he does on the field or off the field is being studied like microscopically, and I just don't understand that. Um, one of the reasons why I don't understand that is, um, um, it didn't really bother them when team was doing well, when he was doing the same thing. I mean, nobody spoke about his aggressive attitude on the field when Pakistan won the under 19, uh, under 19 world cup. Nobody spoke about his aggressiveness on the field when Pakistan won the, won the champion trophy. If anything, prior to him, Mizbah was the captain, right? I remember Mizbah when he was replaced by Safraz and Mizbah was not the kind of guy who was run on to the ballers and, you know, uh, scold them or be aggressively talking to them or be like superly involved in the matters of the field. He was very patient. He was almost like supervisory role on the field. And he, I mean, he wasn't a dull captain, but he wasn't Safi levels, right? If you know what I mean. And I remember at the time, media was absolutely, you know, going gaga over him. And the fans were going gaga over him saying that, wow, this is how a captain should be, you know, aggressive. He's talking to his bowlers. He's running all the way from the wicket-keeping end and all the way to the bowling end, explaining to the bowlers what he needs to be done and setting the fielders that they need. And he's so, like, involved. Everybody loves him. And, you know, the side loved him too. I'm not going to deny that. But they absolutely loved it, right? Nobody had any issues with his aggressiveness. And then all of a sudden, you know, this whole idea of being the cool captain where he doesn't say anything, he's smiling all the time, is, is somewhat become like a um, like a norm. And it's, it's bizarre that people are associating that side of a person's personality as the, the ideal personality of a captain where the captain just smiles and does nothing and, you know, really bucks up the ballers and says, well done for, you know, being... Uh, even if you've gone for 20 runs in that over. Um, and now he's getting compared with Shaheen Jafridi. He's getting compared with Rizwan. 
that how he deals with his players when they're failing and how Shaheen deals with his players when he, when they're failing and how Safaraz deals, deals with his players when they're failing. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, even if we look at their respective CVs, Rizwan is probably the only one that, that can be, you know, come slightly closer to, to Safi because he's won the PSL last year. But he hasn't capped an international side. And I'm sure he's going to do well when he does. But until he does, there's no way we can compare him with someone who has won international competitions um, in Safraz Ahmed. So it's ridiculous to have that comparison, number one, on just the CV part. And Shaheen Tafridi literally is a, a three-game you know, uh, rookie in, in the captaincy world. So, I mean, let's just hold off on the type of captaincy you know, Shaheen is doing or Rizwan are doing, Rizwan is doing compared to what Safi is doing because whatever Safi does has actually worked for him because he has the CV and the results to show for it. So he's won the PSL. He's been the finalist of a PSL. Um, his teams usually do well. Last year wasn't really good. This year, probably going to do better than Karachi. Um, but... Um, He's, uh, he's, he's done it. He's done whatever that needs to be done, and he's proven that his methods work. So until you come up with someone with better methods who've also shown the same pedigree that Safi has done, you know, I'm not going to buy, on, uh, buy off on this, this, this ridiculous comparison that everyone tries to make, and it's ridiculous. First of all, my biggest frustration with, I think it's mostly with the new generation cricket lovers, and, and I welcome them, to this um, madness that is Pakistan cricket, supporting Pakistan cricket, and welcome them to the fold. But a lot of them just don't understand how the real work, world works. And they want everything to be like super nice. And, you know, they want their bosses to be kissing them and, you know, praising them for every little thing. I'm not going to lie. I might be one of those too, who loves their bosses to be very overly kind to them. But I would understand if someone's frustrated at me as well, because if I've done something to merit that, then I would be like, yeah, okay, I get that. I wouldn't like to be treated that way, but I, I would understand it. So Safi's not running around because his bowlers are doing well. He's running around frustrated because his bowlers have been absolutely crap for the last couple of years. I mean, in the PSL specifically, right? Because that's the that's the place he gets judged a lot. Um, not that his own performances have been outstanding but hey he's the captain and he's been he's hasn't been poor as well he's been doing what he can do uh to the best of his abilities but i feel like um this whole idea of the new generation of cricket fans they want everything to be you know wrap me around your shoulders and you know console me dude we're playing a game you know there there's criticisms to be faced here so if, if i'm not you know, really overly cool about it. You got to understand it. Get on with it, right? Um, having said that, I'm not a huge fan of Safi's, uh, you know, outbursts on the field personally, but I understand that's his. That's that's how he does it. And if anybody in his team doesn't have any issues with it, and he's got a really strong back backroom staff as well, and Sylvia Bridget's uh, in there, and now Afridi in there, and a, a franchise that has done well in the past, so it's got a really structured you know backroom staff and if they don't have an issue with that then they don't have an issue with that simple as that so um 
I just I feel like his his uh, comparisons to Rizwan and Shaheen are ridiculous. It's like comparing Babar to Virat Kohli as a captain. I mean, Babar's just starting out. Virat's done it all. I mean, just ridiculous. It's ridiculous comparison. So let's not do that. Let's not make it unfair on the you know the two um, upcoming emerging captains in in Shaheen and and Rizwan. And I'm a huge fan of those. First of all, I'm not a I'm not a Safi fanboy by any stretch of imagination. I was the first one, you know, when he got removed, I was like, told you it's going to happen. I wasn't in the, in the, uh, on the, on the side, which said that he shouldn't be removed. I do, however, think that I thought at the time that maybe his transition could have been, the transition could have been better, maybe not rip it off like a bandaid, but Hey, that's what the people at the time wanted and fine. And it worked out too. I mean, Baba Azam has come out and become a fantastic captain ever since uh, he's been given the opportunity to lead. And um, um, Rizwan, his replacement, as I said, is absolutely magical. And he's doing wonders in the PSL this year as well. Um, so all good luck to him. Um, one final thought before I sign off for this specific episode. Um Sefi, you got to calm down on Twitter, man. I know you're frustrated. I know there's a lot of comparisons being drawn with you, with, you know, babies compared to you. And I get it, but you got to take a leaf out of Miss Bus book and be calm. And you got to have to maybe stop using Twitter, hire like a PR agency that really takes care of your 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 tweets and your messages that comes out of your social media um he did, had that chapter with hafiz when hafiz was just talking to just basically Zwan. i mean and he was like oh what do you mean i, I also he took it personally it was just ridiculous excuse me um and this recent recently had a chapter with um salman but uh Although I do agree with him, uh, do agree with uh, Sefi there, but he shouldn't have done that. It's there's no need for him to do it. He's been a captain. He's served well. He's respected. He's won things for Pakistan. Why, why, you no, know, indulge in something like that against someone who's not even talked about outside of a few media outlets? Irrelevant person. So why give him the relevancy and the the legitimacy that he uh, thrives and you know he's urging for? Just forget it, okay? So and I still feel like he should take a break. He should take a break from the franchise game. He should take a break from everything. Just be anonymous for a while, you know. He hasn't. I mean, I know he's been like not playing for the Pakistan main side for a year and a half or two years, whatever. But he's still been traveling with them, and it's not easy traveling in you know COVID bubbles and all of that. So he hasn't really had a break. Break. Uh, he's been training with them and everything, and he's been training training really well. He's been professional, and you know everyone commends him for that. But I think he needs to take take six months off, do nothing, you know, just maybe just physically train, basic physical training to keep himself fit, and. Uh, 
go to the nets every other every now and then just to play around with the ball and you know see what he's doing with the bat and then make a comeback in the in the Kaizen Trophy season or any of the local uh, or any of the national circuit tournaments and really announce himself back into the in, in, into the squad i would say because it's going to be tough to replace rizwan but at least you know he he can he can keep putting up those performances that's all he can do there's nothing else he can do and uh, look for some fresh ideas you know um try and learn from the likes of babar and you know they're not they're not experts by any shadab you know try and learn from them try to see what they're doing that works for them um try and sit down with ex captains from a recent era i mean i'm sure if you reach out to mahendra singh dhoni on a personal level he would probably answer your phone um reach out to likes of uh, i don't know sangakara or mahila jayawardena who played the recent you know the modern game uh, in won the world cup uh, for sri lanka to see pick their brain and say hey what what am i doing that's not working what's how would you deal with such a situation you know anything like that just get some ideas learn don't be this cloud of yaar mere sath na insaf hui hai and that's some people around him are trying to make him believe that and i first of all change those people who wanting you to think that you're the victim here you're not the victim you're a fucking ex captain you you one thing so don't act like a victim you're a powerful man but just in a difficult spot you know you just got to get out of it so that's all i'm going to say to uh to sefi in the end um but yeah anyway subscribe to the the podcast on youtube it's going to be consistent hopefully fingers crossed i'm going to get some good episodes in um and again apologize for the two three months delay whatever it was and um and yeah i'll be back very soon with another one and uh thanks for hanging in there so that's good